Welcome back to We Are Live, live at Midco Studio in St. Louis, Missouri. We have, we have a very special treat this hour as we'll get to our Ascot All-Stars. Wanted to say thank you to Pet One St. Louis West as they uh, deliver fresh pet food around the St. Louis area for your animals today. That's right, Pet One St. Louis West. Say hello to Lynette and the gang for fresh, local, delivered, wonderful products and food for your pets, everybody. So we've got the Ascot All-Stars. We've got a few other things to get into. Uh, <coughs> Mr. Gardner, this is an esteemed award ceremony. Uh, you've you look good. done a wardrobe Thank change. You. Thank you, Travis. Uh, we're very proud of you, and uh, we feel like this is kind of your time to shine. If you would, give us a quick overview. What's that, Tommy? You look like Colonel Sanders got into freebasing. <laughs> <laughs> nice poll. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. welcome. It'll work. That's funny. The seventh Travis. annual MLB Ascot All-Stars. I go through the 40-man rosters of every Major League Baseball team and find names that sounds like someone could wear an ascot. I then break it down by position, break it down by league, and create a roster. Tommy, Chris, players. get off your phones. Get off your phones. Pay attention. Gardner's doing his presentation. Scared the hell out of me. Sorry, I'm Gardner. Continue. American League and nationally. Thank you, Travis. Uh, the rosters for each league. One catcher, one first baseman, one second baseman, one third baseman, one shortstop, one designated hitter. Yes, the DH is in the NL in this. Oh, my. Three outfielders. Non-purist. <laughs> and three pitchers. It'll be here soon enough. We just got This yeah. is my way of kind of easing people into it. Mm -hmm. Easing people into it. So I'm ready to present the rosters for each team, if that's okay with everybody. Are we okay? Let's fire it away. Where are we yeah. starting position first? Nice. Brooks Brothers isn't going to flag us for copyright issues, are they? Mm -mm, probably. Mm -mm. Just letting this settle in a little bit. Kind of nice. Travis would, Travis would chop and screw it, put a bunch of beats in it. This reminds me of my summers when that I was little. Mm. Of all these four seasons? Okay. Yeah. Let's begin with the National League team. Mm. The National League mm. team, everyone. Senior circuit. At catcher. From the Reds. Tucker J. Bonhart. Wow. Tucker J. Bonhart. Mm. And we'll release these on Twitter as well. Yes. Yeah. First it sounds like uh oh, go ahead. Sounds like his family has a a judge on standby in the event that one of his Pretty kids cool. sexually harassed one of the cheerleaders at the high school. Okay. Mm, yeah, boys will be, be boys in the Barnhart clan. First base from the Phillies, Reese Hoskins. Mm. And Reese is spelled R Y, or excuse me, R H Y S. It's a pretentious uh, yeah, spelling. He, yeah. he definitely has some Mexican nannies. Mm -hmm. At second base from the Reds, Scooter Jeanette. Okay. Scooter. Interesting. Jeanette. Scooter chipped in from uh, several yards out, right? Third base from the Dodgers. Max Muncy. Max Muncy. There's your winner so far. Short, sweet, yeah, to the point. Yeah. Probably says the N-word. <laughs> There's no doubt. At shortstop. While playing polo. <laughs> at shortstop from the Atlanta Braves. Dansby Swanson. Mm, that's a good one. Oh, his family uh, yeah. owned people. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, correct. Right. Absolutely. He was appalled. Like they still, Ron was they on still own people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's on the DL. Yeah. Uh, 
Now to our outfield. From the Cardinals. Harrison <gasps> Bader. Oh, and he's Harrison even got the rich Bader. guy, uh, little curly mullet thing where it's like not long hair, but yeah. it's it's a little bit flowy. It's something. Yeah. Harrison. And he's definitely like MAGA. He seems like he can He comes from the Northeast as well. Also an outfielder from the Marlins. Lewis Brinson. Oh, Lewis. And Lewis is spelled L-E-W-I-S. So that, that's kind of why I went that way. Mm -hmm. Do you accept Louis Brinson as, uh, as your African-American ascot representative? If his name was Lou. Like, hello, Lou. <laughs> that's a different team. What's Welcome good, What's good Lou? Okay. And finally, in the outfield, from the Pirates. Hasn't played it all this year because he's on the IL. But he's on the 40-man. I don't know what either of those things mean. No. Lonnie Chisenhall. <laughs> Lonnie yeah. Chisenhall. Dropped. Now, he switched leagues this year, so that was a big... Mm. Now, That's a big coup. I will say there's one omission that didn't make it. I thought he was on the 40-man for the Padres, but he's not. He's in the minors right now. He was on the American League team last year. That was Herschel Boog Paul. Mm. So I was disappointed I didn't get to use him. Yeah. And your designated hitter... From the Giants, Buster Posey. Okay. Buster Posey. Yeah. The three pitchers for the National League team from the Dodgers, Clayton Kershaw. Mm. Clayton Kershaw. Mm. That's good. From the Pirates, Jameson Tyon. Mm. Jameson Tyon. Yeah. And it looks How like does he spell that, by the way? Which it looks part? Like Italian, doesn't it? Yeah. T A I L L O N. Ah, uh, yeah. The ability with you know, the he, he was happy to see those tax cuts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With a stiff upper lip to correct people on the pronunciation of your last name is a, is a big part. Yeah. Now, the final pitcher here, and this is rounds out the National League team, used to be a Cardinals prospect as an outfielder and got some, it was a recognizable name for a little while. Now he's a pitcher mm. with the Cubs mm. on their 40-man roster to finalize the National League team. Rowan Wick. Mm. Oh, I like that. Rowan Wick. I've, uh, Rowan's a nice name. I might name my kid Rowan. Rowan? You got one? Rowan. You're I got Rowan and I got Finn. Mm. Finn? Finn's a good, Finn. good Irish name. Finnegan. I like the name Finnegan. That's a fantastic name. All right. That's exactly. the 2019 National League Ascot All-Star roster. Mm. We move on to okay. the American League. Not bad in L. Is, yeah. Not bad in L. Rowan Wilson. <laughs> Loaded. <laughs> <laughs> for the American League. The American League is absolutely loaded. We start at catcher. Okay. The Tigers. Grayson Griner. Mm. Grayson Griner. Mm. Now, now he has six siblings, and they all have G starting with their name, right? I would think so. They Grayson. go in, go from the alliteration. Grayson, Gregory, Grant, yeah. George, George the Third, And then Griner. Yes. Yeah. Griner of the family Grant. Never mind. First base at first base from the Yankees. Was on the team in the National League last year. Lewis Linwood Voigt the third. Oh. Luke Voigt. St. Louis. Oh, St. Louis oh, native. Yep. So he he probably flew a Blue Lives Matter flag on the back of his Rolls Royce when he drove to Bush Stadium. Can you repeat that name for me, please? Lewis. Linwood Voigt the third. That's right, the third. And then at second base from the Royals, he won the Golden Ascot last year as the MVP. Oh. Whitley Whit 
Merrifield. Mm. Whitley say that, Whit Merrifield. Mm. His teammate with the Royals at third base. Also very good. Chesler Cuthbert. That's Excuse what? me? Chesler yeah. Cuthbert. That sounds like a Muppet name. Oh. Yeah. That shortstop from oh, the Red we, Sox. Oh, we have a, oh my goodness, yeah. we may have a new winner. That was <laughs> solid money. Chester would literally turn you away from his estate if you brought a bad bottle of wine. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah. that's a thing. At shortstop from the Red Sox, Xander Bogarts. Xander Bogarts. He only drinks bottles of water. Season. And I wanted to make clear, if I didn't make it clear already, uh, Addison Russell is not eligible for the team. <laughs> you, you will take a stand. You will take a stand. Okay. Now to the outfield for the American League. From the Athletics, Sky Bolt. Sky Bolt. S-K-Y-E. Bolt. Now his family started started an organic grape farm. They're super rich, uh-huh. but they are the hippie version. Well, see, that. the thing was, I'm like, is Sky an ascot name or not? I go, let me go to that lacrosse team name for guidance and see if there's something similar. Oh, there's a bleeping Sky on that team. I'm like, okay, that answers that for me. Yeah. Uh, What's the name again? Sky Bolt. S-K-Y. Yeah, he definitely sounds like he's friends with Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> also in the outfield, from the Twins, another brother, Byron Buxton. Byron, Byron Buxton's awesome, and yeah, I, that that's that's an extra special one because he's black. Because yeah. that is a very, oh man, that is a country club name. Now, finalizing the outfield in the American League from the Astros, George Chelston Springer the third. Another George the third. Chelston Springer the third. Now with that guy, Chelston released. Yeah. yeah, it uh, it sells it for sure. The designated hitter. We're going Latin. That might surprise some people for the <laughs> okay. Ascot team. A catcher from the White Sox. Wellington Castillo. Mm. Wellington good name. Castillo. That is a good name. He's the guy the girl falls in love with on like those rom-coms where they visit another country. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here's my thing with a name like he's that. a little mustache. You think with a name like that Cigar when he's facility. having intercourse, he tells a girl to say his name? Wellington? Wellington. Like, Wellington. like, can you imagine a girl like during intercourse so going, "Oh, Wellington"? You guys, ready for my Wellington beef? <laughs> oh boy! There you go. Now that's not very Ascotty if you behave like that. <laughs> that's not Ascotty now. No. Now to the pitchers. This first name is the one that knocked J.A. Happ off the team from the okay. Angels. Griffin Canning. Griffin. Canning. Mm. I thought it was Channing. Griffin does it. It's actually Canning. Another correct. How do you spell it? C A N N I N G. So okay. even like what I thought. Oh, his name. His name's not even what I thought it was. So that's even better. Uh, another pitcher from the Astros, who used the bullpen cart last year, and God bless him for doing so. Colin McHugh. Mm. Colin mm. McHugh. Right to that. He definitely cart. loves going around touching black girls' hair. Mm-hmm. And finally, mm-hmm. on the American League team, a pitcher from the Rays. Chaz Rowe. Chaz Rowe. An absolutely loaded American League team. Chaz Rowe almost got kicked out of Princeton whenever he stomped out another fraternity brother for spitting on his uh, his sweater he had tied his around his shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> He's got an anger problem. 
So there's your teams for the American League and National League. Your 2019 Ascot. Well done, guys. Golf clap, please. Well done. Golf Not clap, too loud. gentlemen. Not Golf too clap. loud. Be dignified here. Mm-hmm. Be opulent. Kind of a gross sound there, Trev. Be opulent yet not overly ostentatious, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Been a while since you heard that. <laughs> so, yeah, um, the American League. Mm. Really has a good squad, as you can see. Hmm. A lot. If you had to guess, if you had to genuinely guess of all the members on your Ascot All-Star teams, percentage of them who genuinely voted for Donald Trump? One. 1%? 1%. They are the 1%. I about to say. I would venture to guess... 90% 90% of those guys voted for Trump. I don't think it's that I many. I, oh, I was going to say, I think I it's either. low. I think it's really low. I think it's like maybe 5%. Oh, no. I think that the guy, I think it's 95%. Oh. Of those people? Well, you got to think. Of those people, you say it's 95%. Well, tax implications when you're a millionaire. Yeah, but none of those guys. Because that's like the reason. I would say eight. <laughs> I would say eight people. Of how many? Uh, 22. A lot. So you're saying roughly like 40, 50 percent? Eight of 24. Okay. Because yeah. I okay. know some, uh, I know how a few of them view the world. So there you have it. Yeah. Ascot All-Stars 2019. Gardner, think, wonderful work. I think the Golden Ascot. Do we give it it's to, Chess, go to the... Chesler Cuthbert this uh, year? We had the most, the most uh, yeah. natural reaction to that. Wouldn't you agree, Travis? Yeah, Chesler, that's a name. You can't. Chesler Cuthbert? Like, yeah, I wouldn't even be mad if he called me the N-word because his name allows him to do so. I'm like, ah, you probably own Wells Fargo, so you probably can do that. So that's that's how that works. I didn't realize that. That's how, that's, that's All I had standard. to do was change my name. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I, change your so, name I could be so much funnier if I would just change my name. Now, here's the thing. Yeah. So if I, where, uh, where do you think Chesler Cuthbert is from? Connecticut. I knew. I, I figured you I might go there. Say. Massey. Somewhere in New England area. Nicaragua. Mm. Really? Yeah. <gasps> Maybe don't judge a book by its cover, Travis. Wow. No, actually, that makes a ton of sense. He probably. That's probably where they hid their money. That's the only way you can access it. They're in the sugar business. That makes sense. Blonde-haired, yeah, blue-eyed yeah, yeah. kid not, from Nicaragua. He is not blonde hair and blue-eyed. I will say that right now. What, what, what is he? He's, he looks like a Latin fella. Oh. oh. Yeah. All right. Chesler oh, like, like, the, like the Latin fella that comes around on Tuesdays. Yeah. <laughs> I talk like that when I put this ass yeah. on. I don't know how, why. How do you feel? Do you feel above us having made this list? I mean, He well, already I, feels above I am us. wearing a... Brooks Brothers sport coat. Here. That is true. Is Did you buy it at Goodwill? No. And who's your it was ascot? a gift to me. Your ascot was from the mayor of St. Chuck. Yes, the okay. ascot. Uh, I don't know where the ascot is from. The hmm. shirt is Daniel Cremieux. Or uh, uh, is your hair uh, conditioned with progressive tears this morning? How does mm. that work? Do people do that? I probably. Travis? Do people wear mat- ascots? No. no. Do they bottle left-wing tears to sell to the right for hair conditioner. Oh, I think that's how it works. Mm. I think that's the only reason why the right wing does anything, so they can bottle up left-wing tears and sell it to their cohort. 
Good. See, I mean, they're that's what you got to do. You got to you got to do whatever to own the libs. Whatever you can do to own the libs, you take a shot at owning. It's always the about owning stuff, isn't it? It is. It is with them. It is definitely. It's always about ownership. Now, I will say, I don't have a manager or general manager for this list. Yeah. But if I were to add a general manager, it would probably be with the New York Mets, uh, Brody, Van Wagen. Yeah. I would think would be the call if I went general manager. I hadn't really thought He's the about general manager of the Mets, right? Yeah. So that would be the call there. You know, maybe we'll add the slots next year. But I wanted to stay true to form. Well, your production team had. did a wonderful job. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So we, uh, we got the rosters ready to go, and I'll roll. Tommy, put your damn phone down. What's up? <laughs> put your damn phone down. It is. It well, is I'm going to start talking about how shitty of a comedian you are again. <clears throat> there it is. That's always fun. It certainly is. Yeah, we got 25 <laughs> minutes left. Let's let's drown in that for a little while. Uh, Gardner, any any parting shots? Do we need to uh, target Grey Poupon next year? Will Grey Poupon ever move away from that from those 90s commercials? Yeah, probably not. I, mean, I don't if we think we get so a either. sponsor for the Ascot. It's mustard, and they tried to make it seem elite. I wonder. But if honestly, I, I think Grey Poupon. If it wasn't for those commercials, they would not. I think we should give that marketing campaign more credit it. because. Yep. It's understood now. It's not even you don't like you know that's fancy mustard. Like it's not even fancy mustard, but we think of it as fancy fancy mustard because of a commercial from 25 years ago. And then Wayne's World parodied it. Everyone parodied that was high humor for a seven year old running around too, asking people if they had any great pom. I was thinking of maybe. Do you miss those commercials? Do you guys miss those 90s commercials like that? Like yeah, even the some, Mentos yeah. commercials? Like yeah. I miss the commercials that confused the shit out of you. Right. Uh, you like you knew what they were selling, but you don't you didn't understand why they were using that method to sell it. What about Hulk Hogan in uh, what was it? Right Guard? Yes. Unt- anything right else? Guard, uncivilized. Uh, Macho Man. Um, snap into a Slim Jim. That was yeah. 2000s, wasn't it? Or was I, that 90s? No, that was 90s. Have you guys seen the Foo Fighters video for Big Me? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Where they make fun of the Mentos thing? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That was when I first learned how weird those commercials were. That was an amazing You don't miss them because you missed them. Yeah. That's that's (laughs) a lot. You literally missed them. I um, remember, like, even the Pepsi, like, I remember the Pepsi Clear commercial. Like, they made that dramatic. Who was the band? What music? Like, uh, NSYNC. Man. No, it wasn't. It was (laughs) before them. But I forgot the band that rolled out the Pepsi Clear commercial. Like, um, it was just so dramatic and over the top. I just, I, I miss kind of those commercials. I wish they would bring those back. They were just so ridiculous, but so effective. Because that's how you're like, no, one, no I don't give a damn about no Mentos. But those commercials make you go, all right, I'll try it, because that's just absolutely asinine. So, like, even the, um, yeah, what was a Klondike bar? What would you do for a Klondike bar? bar. Mm-hmm. So in Stranger Things 3, they mentioned New Coke, uh, which mm-hmm. apparently was a big failure and wasn't very good. Yeah. Right? Is that is that the general consensus? It was a huge so, debate yeah. in the mid-80s. It was a All huge right. debate in the 80s. It was so, like the, the dress. So Coke used the uh, Stranger Things publicity of New Coke, and they put out a limited edition uh, version of it. You can order it online. Smart. And you can get Smart. New Coke. And I really wanted to know what New Coke tastes like because I love Coke. And uh, so I ordered some yesterday. I ordered, Flip off him. Did you really? I love Coke. 
Yeah, I, I really did order a couple cans of new Coke. It's pretty awesome. Oh, the the ad, by the way, you're right, Travis. It was super dramatic. It was Van Halen and their song "Right Now." Van Halen, right, right now, now. Thank with you. Sammy oh, Hagar. Okay, yeah, Van Hagar. That's Sammy right, Hagar. right. So uh, that went over well here. <laughs> <laughs> right, real well. St. Louis is the, best is the one market. city in yeah. the world where they're like, "Thank God they got rid of that amazing showman, David Lee Roth. We got the Red Rocker, yeah. man." I I, I do the best miss market '90s marketing campaigns. I do miss those campaigns. I think I think we brought it up before on the show, but remember when Seven Eleven did this huge campaign with The Simpsons on who shot Monty Burns? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that was a massive campaign. Like I miss those campaigns and maybe they still do it on, on other products that maybe I just don't use anymore, but I love those campaigns because they were just so ridiculous and cheesy at the same time. They did get you interested into actually trying certain products that you normally wouldn't try again. I didn't care for Klondike bars, but I mean, they, the Klondike bars were the ones where they would ski in your face, right? The snow would go in your face as soon as you bite into it. <laughs> it was that the face. one? Oh, ski, yeah. ski, ski. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. No, shit. Don't forget. Shit. No, that's Adam shit. Carolla, Fred. Well, Did yeah. you say ski or skeet? <laughs> ski, ski. Oh, that's okay. KI. Please don't kill me. Please don't audio. <laughs> now we're oh, forgetting. I it when they skied in your face. Oh. Yeah, I loved it. Right after Tommy. 7 Eleven's been really, really good at marketing forever though i remember when star True. wars episode three came out in 2006 they released all those limited edition cups and i still have all yes. of them on my mantle now limited edition mantle? cups they yeah. are so simple they were like and people collect like if there's one thing that is consistent in my community are those types of cups like my yeah. parents and grandparents collected those cups so i they should bring those type of campaigns back people love that shit do you think something got lost when the internet came around yes yeah. no yeah. doubt for sure. No doubt. We, we're no not doubt. Even and then marketing about... budgets. Yeah, you look at people's marketing budgets and realize how thin the margins are. They'd like to run those type of campaigns, like would just be asinine today because they cost so much money. Like I can't imagine what a uh, a, a Simpsons 7-Eleven marketing campaign would cost in 2019. That would have to be in the upwards of hundreds of millions of dollars. Now, we, the best one, or I'm going to actually put a poll of this. That I had two favorites that I think of, but I was, you know, we're obsessed with sports and we're this age too. Uh, Little Penny with the voice of Chris Rock uh, as, mm-hmm. uh, as a puppet, Anthony Hardaway. Truly funny, like genuinely funny yes. ads. Yes. And then Chicks Dig the Long Ball with McGuire. Greg Maddox and Tom Glavin. I, I mean, you can think about the, it, how, like how we view things now, but I was 10 years old and ran and bought a Chicks Dig the Long Ball t-shirt because I loved that. Uh, that It was kind of in the vein of the Sports Center commercials too, how they shot it. Yeah, I think Nike, Nike, I would love to see a marketing off Super Bowl moment between Nike and Disney or even the beer companies. Like those are the three entities I think throughout my lifetime that have been consistent. Uh, the beer company specifically, Anheuser-Busch, uh, you look at the Pepsi, Coke, they do a very good job. Nike's always consistent. Nike's recent campaign for the women's soccer team, for example, that was a beautifully well-done commercial. And then Disney, of course, they just like they can hype up and market anything as well as anybody in the world. Like those are the entities that still to this day, like, like they're, they're just consistently excellent. And then I'm also... Uh... It's the you made a point of it already, but even just the what the like the stupidity mm-hmm. involved with that, and I even thought 
like marketing like the dilly dilly thing legitimately turns me off. I think it's so stupid. Really? It's so dumb. And but because of the fallout, it's why I hate Sublime. I probably don't hate Sublime. <laughs> I hate the people that talk about Sublime all the time, and I can't deal there with it. it. I can't deal That's with it. That's fair. What about okay. fish? Listen, I'm. I want people to listen to whatever they want to listen to, but uh, so that he Sublime, can judge them. <laughs> Sublime, Sublime fans have a special place of hate in my heart. What about ska uh, music in general? Ska's fun. Ska's fun. With the Sublime folks, they get a little serious about I however mean, they're living. I mean, you're gonna go see some ska shows this weekend. I will not see ska shows this weekend. I am. Uh, mm-hmm. But you, did, Travis, those things. Ha- but I say that, but I'm also man enough to admit, all I see everywhere is dudes going dilly dilly. <laughs> Gee, I yield dilly dilly. I don't like, get it. That's so smart, uh, and they're so good at what they do, right? I no, I, w- I would I, honestly. I know um, we actually had an exec in who's now a comedian and and now world class television actor and Tone Bell, who did marketing, of course, for Anheuser Busch before he got into the industry. Mm-hmm. I would love to bend his ear and others like him more about what goes into some of these promotions because you're right, dilly dilly is like someone sat in a room. And knew a bunch of college bros would be saying that for six to 12 months. And I really want to know the research that goes into that because you're right. Because who would have thought that something as goofy as was that would become a cultural phenomenon? How did they know? Like, did they know that they figure that, you know, like they know we're stupid. I know they know that much. But mm-hmm. I'm wondering, <laughs> do they know? Like, how do they see what's up not see, flocking? Like, Dilly that could have been embarrassingly bad. So we don't giant know. ad campaign that Bud Light did. It's like they're saying because they had the Bud Light night and there was a dilly dilly and drink. And it was their commercial push. Yeah. I don't watch a ton it of It was basically, you know, yeah. So they it was took, just they like a night that went dilly dilly and then drank beer. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And it culminated and in they Game took, of Thrones commercial at the Super Bowl. Right. Style commercial. Right. Yeah. Huh. It was, but they built off that hype. Genius. They built off the Game of Thrones Knights hype, and they used the language, and people were into it. And it was, to Chris's point, it was incredibly stupid, it but it was very popular, and it probably helped their margins like it's it's fascinating like i would like new york is the marketing capital of the world i don't understand how those people like bring those type of ads together and they work so seamlessly because you're right dilly dilly should have been something that if you brought that up into a room i would have probably laughed your ass out of it if you brought that to me and said that hillside animal hospital should start doing it or or whatever i'd be like travis how much weed did you smoke? Like, don't ever talk about that ever again. And then they come out and just... But imagine being the person... Chris, you've done sales before. You've done these kind of pitches. Can you imagine being the person in the room that is, like, with a straight face looking at a, an executive that holds your career in his hand going, so here's the thing. Dilly dilly. People will be saying this all over the world. Like, how do you not laugh that person out of the room? Well, it just... I guess you just have I to... I want to see what happened when it was tested. I'd love like to see those rooms. Mm. It just shows yes. what kind of it just shows what kind of structure they have in well, place. Well, maybe they know who's drinking their beer. Yeah. No, that's exactly what they know, and they're. Is there like algorithms out. for that stuff? Oh yeah. Oh now my God. I would point? imagine. Yeah. I would imagine. Because so. I imagine it'd be different in the '90s, but now it's they probably were like, oh, these words together. Met with someone in the liquor business yesterday <laughs> and spent uh, half of our Brian conversation. <laughs> no, but they did. Uh, half of our conversation was talking numbers and you know what what people are into and what they go check out. Well, like a lot of commercials now are like Tim and Eric sketches. If you go watch, well, go watch Cartoon mm-hmm. Network during the day. All of the like candy commercials and stuff like that, they're so mm-hmm. bizarre. They're like Tim and Eric sketches. 
There's uh, the have you guys seen the Lunchable commercials? Mm-mm. It is a beaver, beaver and a platypus. Uh, they are they're realistic, like super realistic puppets, uh, and they just talk and do stupid stuff. One of them wears a backwards cap, and that sells to kids. Yeah, it works. Do you eat look? Lunchables? I, 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 I do eat Lunchables, but that's not here or there. <laughs> <laughs> I eat Lunchables. They're cheap. Sorry. To guys. Tommy's point. No, 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 no. I was going to just piggyback off your point. Uh, that's something I actually was curious about. Uh, Ken Scarborough, who is the head writer for Sesame Street, um, that was one of my initial questions to him. How do you know when a character or storyline is resonating with an audience, or especially children? Um, how do you know? Like, they have these research facilities set up throughout the country where they'll get information from educators and students themselves but they really never know so it's a lot of these people they do go into the room and they're kind of not assuming but it isn't an exact science so i'm just it takes a lot of courage i would imagine for that individual to be in that marketing room and go what's up or dilly dilly like <laughs> i it, it as, as is, can you imagine going to harvard for years and then that's your that's your thing your thing <laughs> is dilly dilly and that's how it works well, and that's the thing is, like, with those companies in particular and who they're marketing to, ridiculous works. Mm-hmm. So, th- in a way, there is a formula to it, but it's like... They also have the, the padding to screw up. Like, their world isn't over. You can take bigger swings on things when you have yeah. room for screw-ups because X amount of people are just buying the damn stuff anyway. You're just trying to grow your market share, and then you can take those creative big cuts, right? You're not going to... If a te- if a company's too small that a, a failed Super Bowl commercial would tank them, they should not be doing said Super no. Bowl commercial. Like right? I'm, I'm picturing like Anheuser Busch basically just being like, okay, we need a two word ridiculous phrase, and that's how we are going to function. Right. We have WhatsApp, right. and we have yeah. Dilly Dilly. Okay, now what's going to be next for us? Uh, dong cakes. Okay, dong mm-hmm. cakes is going to be the right. one. Now we're talking. And now we got a commercial. Now we build off that. We we start with the phrase and we build around that. What's but it also, and it's just, it, but it goes to show like how much money also these major companies still put into marketing. Like yeah. even with, like even with the internet, it still requires them to put a substantial amount of money, obviously energy, into putting these brands out there. Something like Dilly Dilly, again, uh, our own very own Beth Hoops could speak to this because she's done promotional work for Anheuser-Busch. Like those things just take off and people eat it up. And I think it was the one time where Bud Light bought up the hotel at the Super Bowl and turned the entire hotel into one massive party. Like, I, I think you're right, Gardner. At the end of the day, I think the most ridiculous and how silly it is, the more successful it is. We're all kids. Was the Blair Witch, yeah. what, what was that marketing thing like? That, that was, was guerrilla marketing. Before that was viral. Yeah. yeah, that was, and now the beauty about that, because I think, are we coming up on the 25-year anniversary I'm of Blair sure. Witch? I can look it up. No, We're coming up on the 20th 20, or the 25th? 20. 20th? 20. Okay. Because they, I, can't, it, I think um, it came out the year I was, and the it, year before I was born. And they did a, and they did a faux documentary on it, which that yeah. blew up too, and that was still really? golden, still at the end of the golden age of TV before internet had completely just uh, ripped out a bunch of stuff from TV, because it was believable, and you didn't quite, it was like, these are potentially based on maybe true facts but this is they ruined you know, those actors careers oh man and it, i th- i was young enough i thought it was real but then i didn't enjoy it once i 
realized it wasn't. Uh, I, I saw it in theaters. Realish. It's not a good movie. It's not a good movie, but it is, it is to Tommy's point, brilliant, brilliant marketing. Oh it was God, just, yeah. as Chris mentioned, there was a documentary behind it, and it was guerrilla marketing at its finest. It was actually, I think, somewhat argued gave birth to what we now know as modern day guerrilla marketing because it really worked on word of mouth. It was mm -hmm. about, did you hear about this? And did you go see that? And do you think this is real or true or not? And it created I don't know if we'll ever legend. get Yes, exactly. And I don't think we'll ever be able to do that anymore, especially with the internet now. But yeah, I, I yeah, that was a game changer. I don't think, I, yeah, I think Tommy's right. The funny thing is now that we look back on that movie, it really wasn't good. Because I, I saw it without <laughs> the marketing around it. I was just told about it after the fact. And, like, it's shaky. It gave me a headache. Yeah. The lines of dialogue yeah. are not good. Also, it's not scary. Yeah, that was... I don't understand scary. the ending still. You want to watch it with me? I oh, can. No. It'll give me a headache, but I can. We need to go look for Bigfoot, me and you, instead. We'll talk. Yeah. Uh, July 16th, 1999, that movie was released, so we're coming up on the 20-year anniversary in five days. I will say, and I'll admit this, before I realized it was what it was, I was on a horse at <laughs> night in the middle of the woods alone, and I may have irresponsibly made the horse go super fast to get it back to where there was light scared. and stuff. Got All pretty right, scared. Well, country yeah. boy. <laughs> I was, I'll never forget that part. I was like, yeah, maybe one of those Blair witches is out here. Yeah. <laughs> I was Chubby I'm not going to lie. I, yeah. I, I don't, yeah. Train. I've, um, yeah, for a bro brother who grew up in the city, uh, I, I I understood the the creepiness of Blair Witch because it. It, it's something about large woods and forests being eerily quiet that is unsettling. Have you ever spent the night out in the woods, Travis? Without like a mm -hmm. tent or anything? Without like a well, tent no, tent? I've always had a tent. Okay. No, I've always had a tent. Yeah, it's uh, but I've never been like no, yeah, I've never been. I've walked through the woods late at night, walked through a rural area very, very late at night, but I knew where I was, so it wasn't too crazy. Farmington? It was uh, <laughs> <laughs> perhaps. <laughs> Um, Walking to your car from a bar I took you to. Not... When I went up, uh, <laughs> it was still a rural area. It was still on the ground rural. We, me and my dad, when we went to Massachusetts uh, last summer, we were driving in the dark and we got lost on these. Were you Bruce? What? Oh, dancing in the dark. Oh. Anyway, ahead. we were lost in this like forested road in Massachusetts, and we. Like just the way we were looking at it and stuff, there was there's definitely ways people can get lost and stuff we will never find, and that's why I believe in Bigfoot. But like it was scary just because we didn't know where we were or even if there was a gas station nearby, and we had a car, so that stuff's mm. scary. No. And then I stayed in Lizzie Porton's house. Yeah. Good lord, Jesus Christ, man! Oh, oh Christ. That. Guys, it's been a fun right. show. Uh, we've been uh, doing the old, new, fair or foul. Let's do some of that to finish up. We'll throw some topics out. We'll decide fair or foul to close out the show. Hit it, Gardner or Travis. Travis. It is Travis. time for the people's old, new, <laughs> sort of new, different version, 2.0, maybe 3.0, mm -hmm. fair or foul. At this defining moment, change has come to America. People often ask me, you guys What's think I should turn Fair and Foul into an animated series? Is it a segment? Yeah. Is it a sure. movement? Is it hope? I can't say for certain, 
time will be a true test of its power. But I can say, Fair or Foul is now and forever for the people. Gather around the radio with your loved ones and hold on to your butts. It's now time for Fair. We give it back to you, the people. Or Foul. Um... Shout out to all my immigrant homies. Uh, ICE will be out in full force this weekend. Just a heads up. Is this weekend now? Finally send Gardner back yeah. to Ireland. Yeah. So keep your head down, Tommy. Do you think they'd have you back, Ireland? I, I really do. I don't know. I don't drink enough. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so, fair yeah, I can make fun of my own people. Well, go look for the monsters. Go look for cryptids in Ireland. For looks me. like you've got one. For Tommy, you. you got one for Travis to start? Uh, yeah, uh, monster hunting. Like, legitimate monster hunting. Legitimate, sorry. Uh, foul. Uh, if you guys want to do some monster hunting, how about you go get those creepy pedophiles mm. that live in our own communities? Those are the real monsters. Oh. Fair question. Travis, uh, I'll throw it out there. Fair or foul, summering in the Hamptons. Oh, that's funny that you bring it up. Fair, of course. Uh, Jerry uh, oh, and a few boy. of our uh, Jewish associates are going to be heading up there actually this weekend. Um, I like the Hamptons because the pools are nice, mm -hmm. and they have a they have show me's. So good for you. Uh, eat. Travis, fair or foul? Being a dick to young up and coming comedians because oh. you're insecure. Oh. I think that is fair. I like projecting <laughs> my insecurities on other people, uh, especially inferior individuals such as Tommy. I think that every opportunity I get to disparage him only makes him stronger and a better comedian. So if that is what it's going to take to finally get him to reach his goal, then so be it. I'll continue to be tough on him. Fair. Iron sharpens iron. Gardner, you got one? We don't. So, and Travis does. Travis, Travis not the only Travis, one. We can say. We Travis, call. your analogy there. It's like what I hear from people that get upset about PC culture, because now they get called out for being assholes. <laughs> and now it's a bad thing. Like they can't. Oh, you're too PC. No, you're just an asshole. People are pointing it out to you now. You're trying to hide behind that. Oh man. Uh, uh, fair foul, guys. Our friend Michael Gaines called Danny Mac a rights holder for uh, suggesting that uh, both sides of the owners and players should work it out for Major League Baseball. If they would uh, go to strike, it would be disappointing. Fair, Gaines is is a hero we all need. He's going after I Danny Mack. Come on. I, 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 they can't I, go after Danny Mack. I say foul. Yeah. I, I look, and I know, Gardner, I know how much you, and I love Danny Mack. I love Danny Mack. Can I preface that even more? I love Danny Mack. Can you preface it one Gaines more is correct. Mm. He is absolutely 100% correct here. Uh, and it's understandable. Look, Danny Mac would not have his career if it wasn't for very rich billionaires. And he goes out of his way to protect very rich billionaires. I get it. I understand. Look, that's the hand that feeds you. That's the hand that keeps you employed. So if you have an opportunity to be the guy that defends billionaires, you're going to do it. So I get where he's coming from, but he's absolutely a rights holder. He has to understand that he can't be this voice of the people if right. every time he gets a microphone in front of his face, he's defending someone that's incredibly rich and powerful. I, when I hear the term rights holder, I hear people use it in a way that uh, 
it seems negative, but who cares? Is the is right. my point? Or is it, I mean, I mean, yeah, at the end of the day, so like I mean, like I said, I think Danny Mac. It's understandable. He's had an incredible, long, successful, very profitable, rich career, and that's been provided by him because of the folks like Dewitts. Uh, been because of the folks at Fox Sports. And look, if if they were paying me what they were paying him, I probably would also go to bat for him. Oh. But waiting. Fair foul. If I was making Danny Mac money, I would absolutely throw everything I have convictions about under the bus. Yeah, okay. That's you fair. already do. Fair, fair. Fair then. Uh, fair. <laughs> oh, Tommy, you crying again? Fair oh, foul. Tommy. Fair or foul dating apps in 2019 have they uh, have they outgrown their use? Uh, yeah, they're bad. They're foul. They suck. They're fine, but they suck. It's not the way humans are supposed to properly interact. And if we be, it's it's very outside of you just trying to get hooked up. If you're looking for a hookup, it's easy money. If you're looking for an actual relationship, I wouldn't bank on it. Hmm. Is I, there a reason you brought that up? No, just uh, just something I thought about. You on a dating app? I got, I got one. Okay. Carol's got a dog. Mm. Whoops, wrong one. I took cut the music out. Okay, you see Lee Elementary School there? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. What they're doing, oh, this Lee know. Elementary School, it's named after, like, Robert E. Lee. But what people are doing, what school districts are doing to save money to, in signage, which can cost over a million dollars to change everything, they're trying to change the names of their schools that are like named after Robert E. Lee to different Lees, like other different people with the last name of Lee, so they can save oh, okay. money on signage. So they can just keep the Lee Elementary up like that. So fair smart, file, smart. just switching the Lee hmm. on those. Like Fair. Getty, Getty Lee uh, Elementary. Yeah. How do you not? Bruce how do you Lee. not want to go to Bruce Lee Elementary yeah. School? Yeah, that'd be pretty sweet. Every little kid loves to get bullied mo- there. Loves martial arts too. <laughs> right. Imagine going to Tommy Lee High School. Oh God. Well. Exactly. I wouldn't be accepted. What yeah. videos do they put on? Uh, yeah. How do you get days a, then? How do you get accepted? That one? <laughs> Talk uh, about the one percent. Uh. Uh, you know what? <laughs> I, I would, if I had a, a child, I would want them to go to, yes, yeah, that as well. David Lee High School. David Where Lee? they play the game the right way. Bill Spaceman Lee? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who I admire? Lee's yeah. Chicken High Elementary School. They hey. could get real creative and go, Early Army. Yeah. Remember him? Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. There's a military veteran. Yeah. But uh, it's saving money. That's what matters. Uh, I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say fair Christopher for Lee High making School making uh, as many just squirms as they possibly can when you're <laughs> up against the wall. Stanley Elementary School. That's a good uh, one. That would be dope. That would be brilliant. That would be very brilliant. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if most of the elementary schools go that way. You're talking about the guy that created everything that elementary schools love now. So who who better than to have Stan Lee as the name of your elementary school? The kids would be excited at first and then would be disappointed afterwards probably. The way that... Wait. This is not what I expected here. The way that many institutions of uh, that place work, I would say somebody would try and do something really helpful, and they would name it, but they would spell... They would name it after someone that spells Lee a different way. Also, L-E-I-G-H. Or L-I or something where they're like, yeah, that didn't help us at all, and we have a crappier name now. 
So that'll do it. Fair uh, foul, final one, if I can get one in there. Yeah. A fair foul, Tommy being afraid to ask for help from me. Fair foul. Foul, uh, you, uh, I believe, are going to be back before too long, Travis, and uh, I don't think you two are going to be able to be in the same room. The tension's palpable. Uh-huh. I say foul. Mm-hmm. Tommy. Okay. That's fine. With the music in the background. It is dramatic. Mm-hmm. He's being dramatic. I'm, I'm holding my tongue. We'll talk in person. No. <laughs> Oh. I ain't gonna talk a person. I ain't, no, I ain't gotta extend this off anymore. You ain't don't have to worry about it. No, I'm not gonna, gonna ask you for help. Keep your name out my mouth. No, yeah. if, if, if you don't want no, if you if you don't want a mentor, someone who's already in the industry who has connections that can get you going, and you don't want help if from you me have because so I'm black. Connections, why are you coming back to St. Louis? That's because I can. Thank you, Chris. That's the retort I was looking yep. for. That's all that matters. <laughs> That'll do it for Fair Foul, a rousing way to end the show. Again, big thanks to all of our sponsors. Thank you, everyone, for listening, sharing, all that good stuff. If you haven't, add a friend to our Friends of All private group on Facebook. Do a lot of fun stuff in there, and uh, Travis always gets people riled up. Uh, for Chris Gardner, the stream queen, congratulations on the Ascot All-Stars. Mm. Uh, for Tommy, the intern. For Travis in Brooklyn, I'm Chris Denman. We're back tomorrow live at 8 a.m. We'll see you then. Peace. Tommy, you suck ass.